from the land of the free and the home of the Chiefs. This is the Locked On Chiefs podcast. Welcome back. It's Locked On Chiefs, and we have more to talk about as the Chiefs continue to get through their OTA practices. It's good to see that uh, Patrick Mahomes is back in the fold, and they have some things going on. The scope of what's going to happen today is going to be based around what the league is trying to do and what these rosters might look like. We're going to get into that coming up later as well as some of the players that we really want to see take a step forward. I'm Ryan Tracy, the founder of Rogue Analytics and your host at RGR Football. And I'm Chris Clark. Thank you for listening. Uh, a little bit to talk about. I do like the rule, potential rule changes that they're talking about uh, making at least semi-permanent and, and using this year. Yeah, I like that as well. And the big one for me, you tell me how you feel, is that it looks like the NFLPA is behind having the 16-man practice squad. That makes a difference for me. Yeah, no, I think that would be a fantastic thing for uh, this for the league and for Kansas City and everybody in general. Uh, I think that that would be a good sign. I hope that they go back with not only a 16-man practice squad, but also a you know being able to use as many of the vested veterans as you were able to last year. Yeah, I mean, that makes a big difference in what you're able to do on a given game week. And I think it kind of unties the hands of the coaching staff and being able to, to feel the team at any given week that maybe you have to make up for an injury here or, you know, something that isn't living up to previous expectations or whatever. Like if you want to swap some guys out, stir things up, spark your team. I think that's a good way to do it. Yeah, no, definitely is a good way to do it. And I do think it's also a good thing for uh, just all of those guys. It's are wouldn't be on rosters otherwise to continue to stay in the league and be able to work out. Uh, you never know when those guys are going to be able to step in and do something for your team down the road. Yeah, I have to think that that's going to end up being what's what's key about this. For the Chiefs, I think we saw them use it, uh, maybe not as much as some other teams last year, but the ability to pull guys up, especially those couple of vested veterans, and having the wider range of who's on that practice squad, I think ended up helping them. I don't know that it's going to be the same this year, certainly not along the offensive line with how rebuilt that it is and, and just how massive it is now, but it leaves you more options. And I think for Andy Reid and his staff in particular, that's going to be what it comes down to being the most opportune when they need it. Yeah, and that's the way you have to look at it if you're looking at it from Andy Reid's perspective. And the other side of it is another reason Kansas City might not have used it as much is because they're in a situation where they have a really good roster. Uh, they have probably one of the top, I would easily say a top five roster. Uh, I think you could easily make an argument for top three. Um, their roster is fantastic across the board. Uh, they're, they really don't have very many weaknesses. And the weaknesses that they do have, they have different ways to adjust for. Yeah. The interesting thing to me is like, what does this do for how they make selections to the practice squad? I think we've seen uh, in years late that Maybe they're a little bit more heavily invested on the special teams aspect of it because of the rotation there uh, that are uh, the speed types, you know, wide receivers, corners, safeties, um, even a few more linebackers. I don't know if it changes the makeup of what the practice squad will look like, but it could. It definitely could, and I wonder if it will. For Kansas City, I think that it's, you know, you look at, you're right, you know, the you start talking about corners and, and wide receivers and whatnot, and, and they've moved a bunch of those guys up and down the roster at different times last year. Uh, I would expect that to be the same kind of thing this year. It's going to be interesting to see how this evolves with the NFL, because according to the new CBA, practice squads were already supposed to go to 14 as of 2022. Mm -hmm. And that is just a little bit 
you know, taking what they had to do for COVID, I think learning your lessons, that's, that's a big positive step in my mind. It's going to be how they can take that without altering, you know, the, the level playing field that they're going for to have diversity across the league and not tip that scale too much. But there's a couple of other things that are going to factor into it. Um, one in particular stands out to me, and it is about those veterans. We'll get to that next. Credit Karma has always been there to help you make better financial decisions, and now they want to help you even more. Credit Karma Money is a brand new checking account where you can win cash reimbursements for making purchases. When you use your Credit Karma Money debit card, you can win daily Instant Karma purchase reimbursements on items up to $5,000. Just pay with your debit card, and if you win, you'll be notified on the spot in your Instant Karma cash will be added back to your spend account. There's no minimum balance requirements, no overdraft fees, and free withdrawals from a network of over 30,000 ATMs. Credit Karma already has given away over $3 million in instant karma to over 50,000 Credit Karma members and counting. Right now, visit creditkarma.com slash winmoney to open your free account and start winning instant karma. Go to creditkarma.com slash winmoney to sign up for free and start winning instant karma. That's creditkarma.com slash win money. Instant Karma is sponsored by Credit Karma. No purchase necessary. Exclusions and terms may apply. See rules. Banking services provided by MVB Bank Incorporated. Member FDIC. Maximum balance and transfer limits apply. The chain stores have different price tiers for professional mechanics versus us do-it-yourselfers, but rockauto.com's prices are the same for everybody, and they're reliably low. rockauto.com always offers the lowest prices possible rather than changing their prices based on whims like the airlines do. RockAuto.com is for everybody and does not require a membership or an account login. RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. The RockAuto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose brands, specifications, and prices you prefer. Best of all, prices at RockAuto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend twice the money for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com now. See all the parts available for your car or truck. Write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices. All the parts your car will ever need. Rockauto.com. So one of the things that stood out to me, and th- these are proposals, nothing's been ratified yet. We're not talking about these changes being uh, into effect, but I hope that they will. And that is the ability to have those short-term IR rollovers. I think that helps veterans. I think that helps <clears throat> them get through the season. If you get banged up, in particular, you get Anthony Hitchens banged up in week four, you can put him IR and bring him back in a few weeks after giving him uh, the lightest load you possibly can done, all rehab. You know, like you can maximize the potential of your oldest players i think by allowing them not to have to go out for the entire year and cost a season yeah no i definitely think you can do that i think the interesting thing that when you start um when you start looking at that and what all it could mean going forward is you start looking at the different teams and their salary cap and it's going to become a bigger issue if you're in a situation where you're going to continuously have these designated to return players because then you're going to be able to bring in other players. You're going to be able to, you know, rotate your roster around a little bit, <coughs> sorry, a little bit more. And that's going to be a question moving forward. How much more room are you going to le- need to leave to operate to be able to bring in guys throughout the season? Because you're going to have to bring in 
another practice squad guy or two when you send somebody to IR. So it's all going to be a juggling game. And I think that'll change a little bit. And it's going to be interesting to watch to see how it does. I, I do as well. I think the juggling is what I want. If I'm a coach, I want to be able to make that determination. And I'll say this. I, I know there's reasons for having the the game day roster designation. But I, I'm not so sure that it's really applicable anymore. I would like to see them take this from this point and adopt it forward. That you know, If you have 53 guys on your active roster, they can all be active for game day. I mean, that's the whole point. Let's let's allow them to have more defensive players, maybe some specialists, maybe some guys that they feel can make impacts in games. Let's uh, let's see a couple things that can help the defense out for a, the league that is going all offense all the time. And every rule change seems to be in favor of the guys moving the ball rather than the guys stopping the ball. I don't disagree with that, but I think it goes a step further. I think you could make an argument really easily that if they're able to do that, then they're in a situation where, you also help player safety mm-hmm. because then you don't have to have some of your guys that are closer to, you know, <clears throat> who's your, you know, in basketball, you have your sixth guy mm-hmm. for Kansas city. How many people do they really run in in and out on offense? I mean, I would say that you're probably at 18, 19. Yeah. Um, and some of those guys are going to have to play special teams because of the league roster issues. And how many injuries happen on special teams? I I don't know the numbers on that, but my point is, is if you can activate all 53, you're in a much better position to deal with injuries throughout the year. Well, let's take this a step farther. If you're a guy that's on the roster bubble, or you're a guy that spent time on a roster, but you're not a starter, like it gives an opportunity for more guys to be employed in the league and to get game checks. So let's do that. Let's increase the bottom health economically of the player pool and not concentrate on just the top end. Because I think if you have more guys that are active, you know, and I don't mean week to week, I mean in a given season, if you have more guys that you've pulled through and have gotten a game check or two, that helps their lives. These guys are, are the true working men of, of the league. It helps everybody stay in the league. And I think that generally makes the league stronger. I would agree with that. I will say that the players are going to have to give up something in order to get that because while it does go to player safety, when you start talking about game day rosters and activations, you start talking about whether or not players are going to be eligible for benefits down the road. Mm-hmm. And that is a huge cost that we don't even get any kind of idea of what that cost is when it comes to these teams. So players are going to have to give up something to be able to get all those players active. And I think, I think the benefit is there. I do as well. And and you're right. The the financial cost of the league is going to be a concern, but we also have to understand that they just put in a 17th game. So I think the trade-off no, there has to be – I think the league needs to open up its its coffers a little bit more than we're used to in, in order to – not just from the player perspective, but from the fan perspective as well, to keep the level of play up there. And I don't disagree. I'm just saying that you have to realize that you're talking about pensions that will be playing these players for years. Mm-hmm. So you're talking about hundreds of thousands of dollars, uh, potentially easily hundreds of thousands of dollars a player when you start talking about pensions. So it's a big issue. It could be a big issue. I think at the end of the day, they're going to be stingy with it until they they just can't get away with it anymore. And that will likely be caused by, you know, the lack of of plays. Um, You know, if, if we see the average, uh, start a possession line, move forward. 
Uh, I don't know what it was last year. I wanted to say like 26 yards was the average start of the league on every drive across the league. If that moves up to the 30, I think you're going to see the league kind of change their tune a little bit because they want those guys that are the bottom 10 on the roster that are doing the special teams work to be better athletes, to be av- uh, available and quite frankly, better trained because they were on the practice squad, the expanded one, and because they got to get up on a game check day. Yeah, but you also have to ask the question, okay, so you want them to be better athletes, you want them to be better players, I don't disagree with you, but if you start changing rules again, which it sounds like that would basically be where this is headed, then you're going to eventually start getting to a point where you're not going to need some of those rules, and that'll change everything as well. Yeah, possibly. Unless they find a way to rule out contact in this game at all, which would kill this league. I think at the end of the day, it's better to have you know uh, more uh, troops in your squad than than you can do anything else. I think eventually the cost for the league will even out to the point where I think that the the owners will be able to, to relax about that. I think that will make the sport itself better. That's what I'm hoping for. Definitely could. I mean, it'll be interesting to watch and see how it ends up coming out because I do think that it's going to be something that they're going to talk about in the next CBA. Problem is the next CBA is still, what, eight years away at this point? Mm -hmm. Nine years away at this point? Yeah, absolutely. And the bigger thing for me, let's bring it back around. Let's talk about the roster guys that might benefit from this in particular. I've got a number on the top of my head. We'll get into that coming back next. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but the NBA, college basketball, and NHL are going to be back in full swing. And Bet Online even covers award shows, reality TV, all kinds of stuff. Real time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head over to the website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. The promo code's locked on for Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Bottom of the roster is always fun for this team, right? Um, because it starts and ends pretty much with Dave Tobe. And, and it always turns. It always turns. Absolutely. There's two positions in particular that really stand out to me. I think they have a lot invested in corners, but I don't think that's really going to play the factor here because I think uh, the young guys that they have at corner, they're looking to play at corner. It's the wide receiver core that is stands out most to me because we've had two guys that have been on this roster and this practice squad for a number of years here specifically because they play special teams and they haven't been able to to bump up into making an effect on offense. And Marcus Kemp and Garrick Dieter, two guys that right now I feel like are on the outside looking in yet again. But I think this is something that, especially if they got to the 53-man roster, those two guys could be affected in a positive way. Potentially, I just I, I look at it and I say, we've said they're on the outside looking in for years. And if they continue going down the path that they're going on right now, I think that it's potentially possible that they will continually be here for the next two or three seasons. Uh, Camp is somebody that Dave Tobe loves. So I see that being something that would continue going forward. Yeah, and that may very well be. I I think the question then becomes is I don't think they can keep seven, not with what they have to do on the offensive line. So it still becomes – Who's going to fight? No, no I think way. we know the top five, right? Like there shouldn't be any real question there. It's literally that last spot between what appears to me to be Camp Dieter. I mean, is Callaway going to make a splash? Is I mean, is Maurice French going to make a, a push here? I don't know. That's a lot of competition for a Stone. 
sports in. I mean, you could you could call any of them. Um, I mean, there's some guys that that probably don't have much of a chance to make the roster, but any of the guys that are outside the top five, you know, could be in for that sixth spot because it's going to be a question of what can they do on special teams and do they have potential to add to the roster down the road? Yeah, that's what it's going to mean. That said, while that that competition is pretty stiff uh, for that particular position group, and, and Fortson is in the tight end room, we understand still, so maybe that helps him. I don't know. I'm really intrigued. Yes, but listen to, uh, listed as a wide receiver still. Yeah, but Sorry. That's, a, that's a PR maneuver. maneuver. That's that's not the coach. <clears throat> I understand. Um, but but that's, that helps him. Um, interesting, too, a piece of news from today is that uh, Green Bay re-signed Robert Tanyan, um, a guy that I – I felt was kind of like in a similar situation as Jody Fortson, right? Like he was not a, a high expectation player when he walked in the door and he was able to hit that groove. Is is that still in Jody Fortson's future? I don't know. I think this is a really interesting tight end group. And again, if you're going to be the third tight end, and you, we can argue whether they think that Noah Gray's ready to be a tight end too. I'm not sure that's the case. Maybe. I think he's more of a, a specialty role than a, a true tight end, like come in when Travis can't go. But if you're going to be another pass catcher, you still got to play special teams. So you're right about Fortson having to be in this group that is at, you know, quote unquote, the bottom of the roster and might need practice squad time and certainly could use some 53 man time. Yeah. And you start looking at, you know, Fortson and you start looking at all the other guys that this is going to affect. It's going to affect a ton of them. I also think that when you start looking at the wide receiver group, the tight end group, you know, who's going to make it. That's going to be a big question going forward. Uh, Kansas City's tight end, too, you would think could be Noah Gray, but the question, like you said, is he going to be available or sorry, is he going to be ready to play? And that's a big question because if he's not, if he is ready to play, it could change who they keep as their third. It, it definitely could. And I don't, I don't know that we're going to know that until quite frankly, the, like towards the end of camp. But the other right. thing that we have to keep on, Ryan, yeah, no, I mean, I, I was going to switch gears because the other thing that I find really intriguing is, is it going to be a special teams player that's been here and been doing that for quite a while in Armani Watts? Or does Will Parks work in there? There's a couple of intriguing you know, rookie UDFAs. I don't think any of them really have a shot to displace both Watts and Parks. So I think one of them is the fourth safety. But that fourth safety is going to have to play teams. Well, and are you going to have five safeties? I with with this roster, I just I think that you're going to have to keep ten offensive linemen the way it's stacked right now. So how's that going to affect all the other positions? And it's going to affect the other positions. So big questions across the entire roster because of that. Now the other thing that would be interesting to me is I still think Kansas City goes with two two quarterbacks, and I think they will try to get a guy like Matt Moore on their practice squad if that's allowed again this year. I think that's a great thing for Kansas City to be able to do uh, moving forward. I have to wonder if Kansas City won't look at it and say, okay, maybe as a split fifth wide receiver, sixth wide receiver slash third tight end, we can go with a guy like Jody Fortson or somebody else. It doesn't have to be wide receiver tight end, but that's kind of the, the two positions that can kind of intermesh. And I think you get where I'm going with that because you're going to have to make choices somewhere at the roster, and that's going to be a big question. Mark. I think so too. Um, the DB breakout, I think, is going to be interesting. Like you said, do, do they go five, six and four, or is it five and five? Like, they've done a couple of times lately. Um, 
I can't. I, I can't imagine them going six and four. Well, I can't imagine them going with less than ten. But if you go with ten, that makes it very hard for what you're going yeah. to do with the other positions. Yeah. I mean, ten there, ten on the offensive line. I mean, the defensive line is pretty thick as well, especially if you include the edges where you have to keep a couple extra of them. Um, like Matt talked about right. yesterday, I, he feels that uh, that I'm underselling it at like 20, 25% of Chris Jones out on the edge. Maybe that changes things, but it's going to be hard to squeeze those last three roster spots. And maybe one thing that we didn't see today is, does it go beyond a 53? Is it a 54 or a 55 for the season? That would certainly help. Yeah, I think they're going to have basically a 54-man roster, and I do think it kind of expands that way uh, because you can have that extra guy when it comes to the offensive line active on game day to where you go to, I think, 40, what is it, 46, I guess, um, active instead of 45. So I do think that that's possibly something that they're going to be looking at, and I think that would help a team like Kansas City who has so many offensive linemen. Uh, that you have to really address that and, and figure out how that's going to work out. Um, one last note. Uh, I just want to throw out a uh, uh, congratulations. How do you do there to Legereus Sneed? I don't put a lot of money in CBS uh, Pete Prisco's rankings or whatever conglomeration they put together, but uh, Legereus Sneed made their top 100 uh, amongst the likes of Mahomes and Hill and Kelsey and Jones. Um, that's a pretty good showing. Um, like I said, it's it's one organization's view and mostly one of one person. Uh, but cheers to him. I, I'm really excited to see. He's probably the player on the defense that I am most excited to see how he leaps forward in his second season. Well, and to make the top 100 as a rookie is, I think, a great sign for him moving forward. Uh, it means that he's definitely getting respect around the league. So I think that's going to help as well. But yeah, for Kansas City, really to have that many people on that list, that many players on that list. I mean, that's a yeah. huge deal. Um, you know, you, you start looking at, you know, Mahomes is number one, obviously. Travis Kelsey, I think, is number five. Uh, Tyree Kill is in the top 20. Tyree Kill's 13. Chris Jones is on this list as well. Um, and then, yeah, you have yeah, Chris Jones is number 30. And then you get all the way down. Oh, and Tyron Matthew at 34. So, Chiefs have five in the top 34. Yeah. It's pretty impressive. I mean, and again, it's just um, rankings and opinions, but it gives you an idea of where the respect level is. And that actually comes into play on the field sometimes, especially with Snead. Like the number of targets may get affected by that. I'm interested to see it. We hope you guys are interested as well. It's been a fun week so far. We should have more for you tomorrow on the next show after we see what goes on at camp uh, with uh, the beat reporters actually getting time. I just have to say this really quick because I think it's interesting. Justin Herbert clocked in at number 38. That kid's coming on. I I done told you. No, I know. He had a great rookie year. I just, that's pretty high praise for a QB. And they're trying to help him out. And I think he's going to be formidable for a few years here to come. Um, Maybe they might take a leap this season. I'm not sure it's going to be right away, but pretty soon it's going to be. Let us know what you think. Does that make you guys nervous? Uh, what did you think of that top 100? How do you feel about the bottom of the roster? Leave us those iTunes reviews. Let us know over there or hit us at Locked On Chiefs on Twitter. We appreciate it. Appreciate you listening to us today. We'll definitely be back with you tomorrow after we hear a little bit more from Chiefs OTAs.
Ryan Tracy is the founder of Rogue Analytics and the host of RGR Football on YouTube. Follow him there. Chris Clark is a senior analyst at ChiefsDigest.com where you can get his work. Rate and review at Apple Podcasts and subscribe on your preferred podcast platform. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening.